Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of 3Talk. You have heard us talking about identity in the last couple of episodes and finding ourselves. Today, we wanted to take some time to discuss and acknowledge why it is important to have and express many layers of ourselves. So here's the thing, we are individuals and we are not one dimensional. We have many paths and stories converting in ourselves and it is great. It is what makes us is we are a result of our experiences, our knowledge, our education and values. And it is important that we understand that we can have many different options and perspectives. I, for example, know that I do not behave the same way in a working environment than when I am out with my friends having a laugh or when I am with my children. My core values, my life's outlook, that remains the same, but my behavior doesn't. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Different behaviors, different perspectives, different facets, if you wish. But before we dig into it, how about you, Fleur? What do you think about being multifaceted individuals? Yes, I think we are multifaceted and that shouldn't be confused with our identity. Our identity, our true nature relates to our core values, but we can still have different layers to us. I know that when you are, or when I am with certain friends, they can bring out different behavior traits. For example, I love to think deeply and when I'm around certain friends, I am more able to have more conscious, deep conversations. And when I'm with different friends that are really good fun and live in the moment, they bring out my carefree side. But my values of kindness and integrity are always there. So I think it's important to know your behavior traits as it can affect people around you. And when you're more aware, it helps you to realize why you react a certain way and why sometimes people can maybe rub you up the wrong way or trigger you, as their behavior trait might be the opposite. For example, my husband and I have the same values, but our behavior traits are quite different. At the start of the relationship, I found this quite difficult. Yeah, and I think it's a really good thing to point out. So when we try to identify our behavioral traits, I, for example, find very useful to look at the big five, which are broad categories of personality traits. And even easier if we go by the acronym OCEAN, which is openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. So number one, openness. This trait features characteristics such as imagination and insight, is people who are high in this trait also tend to have a broad range of interests. They are curious about the world and other people and eager to learn new things and enjoy new experiences. These are people who are, the, the people who are high in this trait tend to be more adventurous and creative, if you wish. And people low in this trait are often much more traditional and may struggle with abstract thinking. Yeah, and I think this is kind of what I was getting at earlier with my husband and I being quite different because I am very open and I'm quite happy to, some people say, overshare and be honest and open and I trust people. And um, my husband is much more private, probably more considered and wouldn't like to overshare. 
So knowing the myths about ourselves and being aware of this, I can be more aware of his feelings. It's not that he's being difficult. It is just where his personality traits or behavior traits, that is what he's more comfortable with. And we used to find this with holidays as well. I'm more adventurous. I'd like to go somewhere where I didn't know if we were going to be safe or we didn't know exactly where we we're going to stay. And he would be the complete opposite. So it's quite... Um, important to know where your behavior traits are so it can help you navigate relationships in a more manageable way. Yeah, and I think it's also important to flag that these five doesn't they are not exclusive. You can have you can have them in many different grades, so to speak. Like you maybe your profile or your personality is a bit more open, but that doesn't mean that you are not um, you know a bit of a more introvert you can have them in different scales um, so you can tone up and down as needed I think this exercise is all about kind of recognizing which one is your preference which one is your default mode but understanding that you can have the five of them in higher or lower scales which is what you were just saying about like you know understanding that your husband is also an open person it might just take him a little bit longer to get that connection going and to share whatever is going through his mind. Whereas you would be more like, well, yeah, that's fine. I'll just share from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, so the second one is conscientiousness. Standard features of this dimension include high levels of thoughtfulness. They have good impulse control and goal-directed behaviors. Highly conscientious people tend to be organized and mindful of details. They plan ahead think about how their behavior affects others and are mindful of deadlines. So like Lucia was saying earlier, again, this can be on uh, a continuum. It's not, you're not necessarily stuck at one end or the other because I consider myself conscious, but not necessarily mindful of details. I like to be mindful of the bigger picture. So you don't have to be completely one end or the other. Yeah, absolutely. Like, for example, I think I've, I've mentioned it a few times in, in this podcast. I come from Spain, right? Where, we are, as a, gen, as, a, as a general rule, I know that you cannot say that, this is a stereotype, but we are that sort of people inclined, like, you know, we live in the moment, we are, let's just do this, let's just do that, we fluctuate and go with the flow in a much more easier manner, if you wish. Some of the people might find that a bit hard to adjust to, like, if there's a change of plans, they'd be like, oh, hang on a minute, I didn't think of that, or that wasn't what we discussed. Uh, so that might be people that are a bit more, their conscientiousness is higher. I, for example, I know that this one is at my low scale because I do not care that much. Yes, I do make plans. I do have goals, but I'm easy adapting to them and adjusting as it goes. And if the plan changes, I'm equally happy to do something else. So it's just a couple of hints to kind of bear in mind as you look at the way you behave to understand it. Probably why we relate then to Lucia because we're both similar on that. I quite like it when the plan changes. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be so stuck. So the third one is uh, extroversion. It's characterized by excitability, sociability, talkativeness, assertiveness, and high amounts of emotional expressiveness. People who are low in extroversion or 
introverted tend to be more reserved and have to expend energy in social settings. Social events can feel draining and introverts often require a period of solitude and quiet in order to charge. And again, that's my husband and I, we're kind of on the other ends of the scales. <laughs> I like to be around people, it does energize me and he quite likes to be in the quiet. So again, it's about being aware of each of your needs if you're in that kind of relationship. So number four is agreeableness. And this personality that mentioned includes attributes such as trust, altruism, kindness, affection, and other pro-social behaviors. So it's people who are in high agreeableness. They tend to be more competitive while those low in this trait. And they tend to be, those tend to be more competitive and sometimes even manipulative. So again, um, you can dial these uh, up and down, um, you know, as needed. I think you, Fleur, for example, as you said, you, you're quite high in these. You're very kind. You're always looking out for others. So altruism and is a trait that, you know, is also easy recognizable. You probably would have uh, recognized yourself here if you have identified yourself as a people pleaser in the past. Because it's something that these people, these profile tend to do quite a lot. They put everybody else ahead of them and do not look inside that much. So again, it's something that you may be recognizing yourself is if you're somebody asks you something and you go to or your default answer is always a yes. And then you figure out how to do next. Yeah. And actually, that's a, was a big thing for me, you know, because I am altruistic and kind. I always would put people before and what I've realized through the coaching that if you keep in your values, then it is okay to keep giving. But as soon as it isn't in line with your own values, say that it starts affecting your family because you're helping other people too much, then it's, you start feeling drained and uncomfortable and you know it's not right. So that's why it's quite good to be aware of these traits because otherwise you can fall into bad choices because you're not aware that you're doing it because if you are more that, that type of person who wants to help other people before you know it you can have helped everybody but yourself and the people that are really important to you that leads us up to number five neuroticism neuroticism is a trait characterized by sadness moodiness and emotional instability so individuals who are high in this trait tend to experience mood swings anxiety irritability and sadness those low in this trait tend to be more stable and emotionally resilient. And I've found that I attract people, funnily enough, that can be quite neurotic. And I think if you're quite emotionally strong, then you can attract more people that are more emotionally unstable. And if you are that type of person, either way, you, if you're aware of it, you can stop yourself being emotionally drained by giving too much. And I think you're also like, you know, if you fall into this sort of profile, you instinctively and subconsciously, I think, you are drawn to that sort of people that you know are going to feed you into more of that positive energy or give you that sort of other perspective to help you navigate life in an easier way. I think like, you know, you know, you and I Fleur, share a couple of this, you know, openness and agreeable um and kindness sort of profile so we are encountering these sort of profiles coming to us because they feed off our energy which is a marvelous thing to do and I absolutely love doing that but it's also being mindful of 
when you're being surrounded by profiles like this to be able to protect your energy or to fill up your energy tanks again. So again, it goes, it works both ways. If you fall into any of these profiles, be aware of how you interact with others and how others interact with you. So you can reciprocate this energy, so to speak. Yeah, and none of these things are fixed either. You know, personality traits, be aware of them so you can move up the continuum if it helps support the life that you want to lead. So if you know that you're quite a neurotic person, there is lots of tools and tips that you can learn to be less neurotic and more emotionally stable. Because a lot of this, again, like we've said before, is learned behavior from your experiences that you've had. Absolutely. And I think, as we said, it's always important to remember that these are not good or bad as such. It's just aspects of your personality and they can come through at higher or lower intensities and also show differently in different areas of your life. As we said, you may behave differently when you're with work, when you're at work, with friends, with family. But, you know, hopefully these have been useful indicators or pointers to help you see the areas which you show stronger and help increase your self-awareness. So you start recognizing them easier and then you know how to react and act based on your preferences. I, th- this is definitely how I would take it. Just take them as a guidance, as a reference, so to speak. But, you know, know, as you said, that everything can be learned, everything can be molded and it's just being aware of which one of those show high in you or low so you can act on them and this was it for us this week as always thank you so much for joining in and please remember to subscribe and share the love that keeps us going and we look forward to seeing you here next week until then much love energy and have a great week 